0: Okay, what's up, everybody? Greetings. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So, Francisco, Charles, Andrew here, Doug by Proxy. (laughs) (laughs) Tenth episode of our Sports Goof Show. We've got some really fun stuff in store for today, just because it is the tenth episode. We wanted to make it really special. Plus, there was a lot going on this week, so... So, we got NHL Breakaway 99 in the background for the Nintendo 64. Um, One of the 20 best N64 games of all time. We'll probably be on the N64 Classic, along with uh, WWF No Mercy. (laughs) Is that right, everyone? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, We've got uh, lots of games on tap tonight. Uh, Two NHL games, 12 NBA games. The DXL Frisco Bowl. Uh, what does DXL do? I don't know. Ooh, I uh, looked that one up. Yeah, you look that up, Andrew. Uh, it's, it's between the San Diego State Aztecs and the Ohio. What are they, Bobcats? Yep, correct. Okay. Very nice. Ba- All right, so I've already gotten the weird college team names out of the way. Uh, did, did you do San Diego State? Uh, the Aztecs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was paying more attention to what is DXL. And they're playing at the Toyota Stadium, which is the home of the FC Dallas of the MLS and the FCS
1: Championship. That's uh, Division One AA, the division below major college football. Okay, I did not know that at all. So some more trivia there. And DXL is the big and a ta- big and tall clothing company.
0: Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense with all those football players. That is true. They probably have to shop there. <laughs> um, okay, so DXL, they're the—they're our non-sponsor of the week. No, no. Uh, they're the sponsor of the Frisco Bowl out in Frisco, Texas. Um, 54 NCAA men's college basketball games, 41 NCAA women's basketball games, so plenty of weird college team names to go and find for Andrew. He's probably going to host that part of the section today. Yep seven nba g league games if you're into that (laughs) and 10 american hockey league games if you're also into that um so guys uh but first i wanted to start with a concept that i unexpectedly came up with so last week uh nike and the nba announced the release of the um, what they're calling the earned uniforms, which are jerseys specifically for the 16 teams that qualify for the 2018 playoffs last season. Um, that includes some some really good ones. Uh, that even includes the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are one of the worst teams this season. <laughs> but they get to wear that. The Heat have a glorious pink jersey that I, I can't wait to, to try and purchase someday. And... So uh, running the sports Goof's Twitter account, I re- it was it was reported by Bleacher Report and I put a reply saying that they should actually make a, t- a line the unearned line for the I orid- originally said the 14 team or the, the 14 teams that didn't make the playoffs um, and call it the unearned line or called them the the tank tops, but. And uh, a lot of people really like that that uh, that pun. So um, Andrew and, and Charles and we're, we're like, okay, why why don't we actually make them? Just to
1: clarify, when he says we, I we mean or he means he okay. because of the three of us, he's the only one with any semblance of
0: graphic design experience. I actually do have an A.S. in graphic design with just one of the forty different. Degrees that I have from the forty different schools that I've been to, I that is that is very much not an exaggeration. He has a lot of degrees from a lot of schools. So not to show off. Okay, I've, I've already kind of delayed this enough. We're we're already almost five minutes into this. So let's let's start this out. I'm actually gonna uh, move away from the hockey game and um, move away from the hockey game. We'll turn that off for now. Uh, so first one. Let me actually get the I'm, I'm texting this to Charles who's who's 40,000 miles away um. And just
1: to kind of preface this uh, Francisco uh, When I interrupted him uh, So we his idea was initially the 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 14 14 teams that didn't make it But in ter- because of time constraints and just general stuff uh, He decided to whittle it down to the lowest three that he did, jersey designs for.
0: Right, yeah, just to make it more feasible to do. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's let's start this bad boy off with the first one.
1: Oh, and also, Charles and I have not seen these.
0: Yeah, I already showed them to Doug, and I'm gonna give you his reactions first. So this is the first one. Um, I think I just sent it to Charles. I th- at least I hope I did. Unless I took it off. But here, here, here we go. Th- That's the first one, Andrew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Charles. I'm sending to
0: you right now. So I, I want to get the genuine reaction from you guys. There you go. okay so so um wait who what who's the sponsor uh well their sponsor is ShareCare. i don't know what it is oh so you Uh, didn't change that uh, no no i I left the sponsors as is because the sponsors need to be need to feel shame for those teams as well (laughs) okay charles did you get it yeah i just got in and i have to appreciate the
2: fact that you gave me Heimlich right when my call dropped for some reason, so if that was planned timing or serendipity, I think that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'm going to make the fun assumption this is the Atlanta uh, uh, Atlanta Hawks, uh, just based off my bad eyesight, uh, and forgive me everybody for coming in a little bit late here, but You know, Francisco is basically going to be commissioned by the NBA or some knockoff uh, league to make it because I'm cracking up over here uh, (laughs) from that design, the instructions. And you should have a scene where, you know, if you can add a little bit, just have them toss away things that are valuable to prevent you from choking, (laughs) such as star players like Al Horford and, you know, Dennis Schroeder and everybody else, Jeff Teague, that has helped contribute to make you relevant.
0: I approve. I approve. Uh, Here's something. Since uh, the NBA and Nike always do these, like, oh, we put this little design to signify the spirit of whatever, you know. Okay, so number 28, I put because of the infamous 28 to 3. Oh, no. That's terrible. (laughs) So why not signify the the, the 28 uh, points that the. Atlanta Falcons had during the Super Bowl against the Patriots and couldn't oh, uh, move away, move up from that number as they choked away. That is terrible. A surefire win. Terrible. The the Hosa. It's Marion Hosa because of the fact that Atlanta has had two NHL franchises fail in their city, which is part of the reason why Atlanta is considered one of the worst sports town in. In North American pro sports, so Marion Hosa, one of the great players, that was on that 2007 uh, Southeast Division Championship team for the Atlanta Thrashers, that had lots of talent, and they 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 wouldn't pay them, so they had to break up the team. So uh, Marion Hosa, uh, that's the player that I put there. I decided to have instructions for the Heimlich maneuver <laughs> <laughs> because. It's, it's just, it's Atlanta Pro Sports. And kudos, <laughs> kudos. Except for the Atlanta FC, which just won the MLS championship. But.
1: Kudos for putting the Pac-Man logo
0: where the, the person's head is. <laughs> I, I wanted, I, I was like, man, what could I do that signifies Atlanta? Choking. But what's choking? Like, do I just do something about the Falcons? Oh, why not the Hamlet maneuver so that when the players see that they're choking, they at least know what to do.
2: <laughs> and I, I just appreciate that it kind of hits to both of uh, the sports that they try to tell everybody is important, there, basketball and football, because you look into the angle, I think of it as the Atlanta Hawks angle, that, or, and then I'm thinking, okay, maybe it could be the Falcons angle. And then now when you get the whole thing, going to the 28-3, going into the sports aspect, the choking, I'm like, it's, it's satire at its finest.
0: Okay, and so that's that's uh so now let me let me get you doug's actual review for this okay just when the hawks look like they take a step forward a couple of years back they take two steps back trading away Doncic for trey young was absolutely ridiculous trey young had a horrible end to his career at oklahoma and that inefficiency has carried over into his pro career so far it's way too early to close the book on Trey, but he lost all steam he had built last year in college by the end of the season. Meanwhile, Donkic was widely talked about for years, a teenager with such a refined game playing in the league with grown men. It was a toss up until the draft day as to who should be the first overall pick, DeAndre Ayton or Luka Donkic. The Hawks screwed themselves out of a potential superstar. So the Heimlich jersey is a perfect fit and Hosa is a nice touch. I know you couldn't resist. (laughs) All right, so that's the first one. Um, oh, boy. I, I believe that one's the best one out of all of them, but this is because of, right, it, of so far out of it. Well, it's because they were the number three pick, oh. and they traded away to the Dallas Mavericks uh, oh. <laughs> because Doc is just now, you know, hitting it up for, for the uh, for the Mavs. Um, so now let me let me move on. Ah, crap, that's not what I wanted to do. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so... Uh, let me uh, me see if I can do this crap give me one second guys I'm gonna try and uh, see if this thing can uh, can move on to the next one
1: we have five people right now okay
0: there it is there's the next one okay so um give so this one is the the ref as I call it for the Sacramento Kings. Oh, okay I'm gonna have to explain this one for, for, for yeah. you guys. Okay um, so the 2002 Western Conference Finals between the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers was probably one of the most uh, Controversial series of all time Um. I think there was just an SB Nation video on that, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of controversy behind this. So I'm actually sending this to Charles right now so I can get his reaction to it. Because he, he, he'll probably have some things to say about it. Um, so I decided that because of this, I would let Kings <laughs> fans know, relive that pain. Because if they're going to be tanking all this time, and it's perfect because Vlad, uh, Vladi Divac is, is their GM. So he gets to relive the pain as well. Um, so it's called The Ref. It's based on the, the, the referee uniforms during that series. Um, it's the same colors. It's the Sacramento Kings uh, sack logo or, or script in place of the NBA logo. It's um, Delaney, which was one of the refs in that infamous game six where it seemed like they were just handing the Lakers – Uh, free throws and that's it so what do you guys think I I i mean i like it too
1: i mean i think i'd appreciate it more if i was more of an nba fan uh but it is still funny now that i know the backstory to it a bit
2: just because the Sacramento Kings have just been rotting in the pits of hell for such a long time and you have mentioned it earlier from Doug by Proxy of you know one step forward two steps back I think that's a perfect way to describe them and that's the thing where you find a lot about Kings fans or Kings management they're always they're always focusing too much on the glory days and you're talking about a franchise that has had every step way of an opportunity to at least be in contention in the playoffs, at least get through the playoffs, with bad management, signing old players. That you, I mean, I don't know if Vlad, it's to be determined if he's even going to take them to where they got to go. But, you know, is that the vision that you want for a, a city and an organization that has just been muck in mediocrity for such a long time? And I, I, it's simple. I like the ref design. It's a big, like, you know, punch in the gut for them. And for a minute, I thought it was the Orlando Magic because it looked like they're... Uh, That's what I know, thought. They're, they're And then I saw the SAC. I'm like, I oh, yeah. I know where we're going with this. So, <laughs> uh, I got a good chuckle out of it. Because, you know, ironically, the Kings are in contention this year to
0: at least make the playoffs. And a lot of people are shocked. So maybe this is the kick in the butt that they needed. Right. Bye, Francisco. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is Doug's uh, review. That's quite a painful reminder for the Kings, as it's anyone's guess as to when they will ever make it that far again. It's one thing to lose through your own shortcomings. It's another to lose due to the powers you cannot control. A shameful moment for the league. A painful reminder for both the Kings and the NBA. So that's, uh, that's the Sacramento Kings who had the number two pick. And finally, we're, we're, we're going to end... With, maybe this one is the best one, you know? Maybe maybe it really is the best one. Um, roll. There it is. The Greta. Uh, it's for the Phoenix Sun. Oh, you took my suggestion. Yeah, I told you. Thank this. you. So, yeah, Andrew did have some 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 hand in this design. Um, so, let me actually send this to, to good old Charles here. Let me, Thank uh, you so much. I knew it would come he, out He's well. really happy with this one, so... Um, there we go. All right, Charles. That's oh no. I, I said I resets it to Doug. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely planned. Uh, go, Andrew, go ahead. Say what you say. What you think?
1: Uh, <laughs> it makes no sense unless you know the backstory to it. Go ahead and give it to him. Uh, this was for the the was this the Suns right? Yeah, the Phoenix Suns. This woman named Greta Roger, uh, Rogers. Uh, just absolutely eviscerated. i <laughs> oh, i between. Go ahead. <laughs> just absolutely eviscerated the owner of the Suns. The I think it was the mayor of Glendale. Is that where they are? Um,
0: or, Phoenix. Oh, the,
1: Phoenix. The mayor of Phoenix. She just eviscerated them. I can't remember what she said exactly, but.
0: She said, there was one line that she said, the owner of the Suns is so tight that he squeaks when he walks.
1: <laughs> In reference to the fact that he's so tight on money, a real penny pincher, that uh, her her basic point, the, the Suns are trying to get a brand new stadium, or at least a renovation to it, uh, arena, whatever you want to call it. And her point is... The owner has put zero effort into making the Suns even a semblance of a contending team. He's just been making as much of a profit as possible by cutting uh, by cutting costs as much as possible and just getting all the profit. Her point is: Why should we fund this renovation if you're just going to keep treating us like crap? and and hold and holding the city hostage basically, because per usual the, they, the owner said, if you don't give us a renovation, we're going to leave. So her point is basically leave. You're doing nothing for us and just get out of here. Of course, after that, he said that they're not leaving. So obviously she had a bit of an impact, but, Thank you for taking my suggestion. I knew it would just be perfect for this. Go ahead, Charles.
2: Uh, I feel like this woman also should speak to your sensibility, Francisco, as a Miami Marlins fan, to be... You know, how many times somebody wants to tell another stop being so tight-budgeted and make excuses and have the city or the state do things for you or the county do things for you and actually show that you want to be here. I, I love the design. Not only does it make it, you know, her herself looks like Mr. Rogers' sister, but, uh, you know, and now we're going to have the Phoenix Suns over there because they're going to love their neighbor. They're going to love the neighbor because that <laughs> team, that organization, they have, like, no backbone. They've only won, like, six games this year. And, ironically, you're going to fall on your laurels as the owner. who's like, oh, we spent money because we paid Devin Booker all this cash, and we dropped the entrepreneur, and you can't even be competitive in a match. And uh, all you need is just, like, a little, all you got to do is, in that, you know, in that 90, just put a little Phoenix Sun ball, you know, right there, and poof.
0: A- oh, actually, man. actually, uh, if you notice, the buttons on the jersey are Phoenix Sun's oh, logos. Are. Oh,
2: <laughs> Then you know what you should do is just put, like, Charles Barkley's face. (laughs) He's the only guy who's kind of, like, somewhat defending them, somewhat commenting on them. You know, to quote him, they're just terrible,
0: man. Terrible. Uh, Terrible.
1: you got to pronounce it right. Terrible. Terrible.
2: (laughs) I'm not as gifted as him in the art of... Uh, English and articulation, but I love
0: it. Yeah, so yeah, the design is basically what she wore to that that city meeting. (laughs) Red and black, it works for the Suns. The Suns, red and black, gold. Uh, PayPal's logo is on there because they need to feel shame as well for sponsoring (laughs) the Phoenix Suns. Nike as well for providing equipment to the Phoenix Suns. The NBA for having the Phoenix Suns as a franchise, and then, of course, the Suns themselves with all those logos.
1: I just realized the irony of having this team be sponsored by PayPal, (laughs) and yet they can't pay for their own arena. That is delicious irony, right there. Um, Uh, Yeah, let's hear what Mr. Solar has to say. It's
0: actually funny that you kind of said Charles said about the sensibilities as Marlins fans because these. This is uh, Doug's review. I wish the Marlins had a Greta when the ballpark deal got approved. (laughs) She's amazing and perfectly made her point. I could go off on a whole different tangent on subsidies, but I won't. It's a broken system. This jersey is A plus <laughs> One suggestion. We make the players wear wigs as well. The ultimate shame. <laughs> yeah. So that's I it. I
1: really hope that we can bring Doug in live at some point. Cause yeah. he he's a lot of fun.
0: Uh, lots of fun to be with. So that's those are the tank tops, as I call them. Um yeah uh, as far as the whole thing with phoenix i kind of just want to comment on it they they're grandstanding with like oh we're gonna move to seattle honestly if i was seattle because i know because they're they're renovating the key arena to accommodate the the new nhl team and likely the nba will follow afterwards if i was seattle i would not even offer a lease to the suns if they're making that threat because that's how they lost their team. I would think if they were if they were if they had any sort of like sympathy for Phoenix, they would just say, "No. No, you guys you're not coming to to Seattle with your team that you you're basically taking away from Phoenix because that's how we lost our team. You can just stay there. We'll wait for the expansion of the NBA." That's it. So that's what I think Seattle should do if they want to have some sort of like solidarity with Phoenix in some sense. Uh, okay guys. Uh, let's let's get back to the game here. <laughs> um now Andrew's already stretching for this. He's actually pretty excited for it too.
1: <laughs> I haven't played this game in
0: probably close to two decades. We're playing an HL Breakaway ninety nine with good old lightning GM Steve Iserman. Um so let's let's get this going.
1: It's been right. a while since we've actually had a chance to play a game, so yeah, I'm I'm happy that we're I'm excited that we get to do it finally.
0: Yeah. So, um, our, uh, speaking of the lightning guys, uh, I just want to make uh, there was a topic I wanted to get done for a while. It's the type of late lightning are just eons better than every team so far in the regular season. Uh, just they're already like creating a lot of space between them and the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Atlantic Division. So I'm just kind of Wondering if if um, If This is the year finally for the lightning like they've been so good for the last four season, let's say and yet somehow some way they always find a way to to kind of just mess it up um and for me it's it's uh, can you, uh, oh wait how come we're both controlling the same guy okay um and for me it's this is probably the best team that they've had in it so far in this run and even though they made the stanley cup final in 2015 this is the best they've had they actually have a a great young goaltender, they've got, um, Kucherov, they got Stamkos, they've got all these guys. Is it time? Is it is it really time? Well, to,
1: well, just as a disclosure, I am a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, um, I'm from Orlando, so any kind of, I call it Orlampa, which is any teams in the Orlando, Tampa area, uh, I, I want to take a page out of your book when you were talking about the Dolphins the other week. Yeah. Where you said, I don't want to get your my hopes up. Okay. I don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, because I've, I've been burned before. And it feels terrible. Okay. It feels absolutely terrible. Uh, I've been a fan since about 2008. So we had the, we were so close to going to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2011, uh, but a, objectively speaking, an amazing save by uh, the eventual uh, Stanley Cup champion goaltender Tim Thomas stopped that from happening. Right. And I'm still salty about it to this day because we were so close. Then 2015, we were close, but not really. We just kind of faded at the end. Right. And then these past few years, I thought we had a real shot last season. I really thought we did, and we just
0: folded. And, and, I mean, it, I think every single team that faced the Washington Capitals, except for the Knights, found a way to kind of choke away their series. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they were up 2-0. The, the Lightning themselves uh, in that, that, that um, Easter Conference final and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it, it it hurts because I thought
1: the only solace I have in that is they were the eventual Stanley Cup champion. So the only kind of good thing I can take out of it is, hey, at least we took the eventual Stanley Cup champion to seven games. But what could have been? you we were so close. But I do like our chances this year. I mean, we thought we were screwed when uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who's our starting goaltender, got injured, had a broken foot, was out for a few weeks. But then the backup came in, and I can't remember his name, unfortunately, and I feel terrible for that. He came in and just did amazing. It was it was as if Vaskoleski had not left. So the fact that we have a solid one, two in terms of goaltending, uh, makes me feel a lot better, but, uh, I, I can't get my hopes up. It's just not in my, it's not in my system because we've been so close and yet so far each time.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm already losing. Um, yeah, I'm, I've seen this before. That's the thing. I, I've, I feel like the Lightning are going to be. The Stanley Cup playoffs are so different than any other. Absolutely. Playoff that. It in the NBA, like if you're the number one team, it's easy. You, you're most likely going to be there at the end. The Warriors are the Warriors. The Lightning. I could see the Washington Capitals going back. To Tampa and taking the series now that especially now that they have the experience of actually winning the whole darn thing so I don't know I don't think uh, it's a as surefire as, as li- I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of Lightning fans are like you they're just like uh, maybe as Charles said tread lightly
2: yeah, I'm going to chime in on that one real quickly. I mean, I know you said that hockey is hard when it comes to playoffs. You know, you brought up the Warriors, and the Warriors are always there. But sometimes hockey, you know, and this is me and my peasant knowledge from what I've seen just getting to the Stanley Club. You do see the Stanley Cup. You do see a lot of uh, familiar names, and they're like the LA Kings and Detroit Red Wings. You don't know if Tampa Bay built like that. You know, uh, I mean, it's good that you're the best right now. It might help you out, come to seeding, but it's still a long season, and the fatigue comes in if you get any injuries or if you just get outmatched against an opponent you never played that often. But, you know, if you think of it in short sight, it's basically, hey, at least it's good to be ahead and get, you know, a better benefit to seeding or whatever else benefits come from being the top guy in the playoffs. But uh, tread lightly, but have fun with it.
0: It's Yeah, it's just the NHL is so based on luck because of the fact that just the puck can go any single place from every shot that it's...
1: There was actually a video done, uh, I forget
0: how long ago, but it talked about
1: how some sports appear more random than others in terms of who would win. And I think hockey was among, if not the, most random.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> that was an own goal. How, how did that happen? I don't even know. I do not even know how that happened. Um, hey, I'll take it. Okay, so so that's NHL talk. Um, all right, guys. Uh, college football. Oh, no, actually, no. I want to go to, to, to NFL, actually. So, the Dolphins are... Actually, let me, let me put this on. Um, all right, guys. The Miami Dolphins are terrible. Okay? Hold on. Oh, wait, is this... Whatever. The Miami Dolphins are terrible. Um, the Minnesota Vikings did all sorts of bad things to them in that first quarter. It was 21 nothing. They actually got the score to 21-17 at some point. So kudos on the Dolphins for that. But then the Vikings were like, <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Uh, Dalvin Cook ran for 4 billion yards. Uh, Minnesota fired their offensive coordinator the week prior, and they decided to just use Dalvin Cook the entire game, and it worked for them. Uh, I don't know why they didn't use him before, because he's one of their best players, and it worked for them. Minnesota's still got some semblance of a chance. Actually, I think they were eliminated.
2: No, they have uh, the wild card
0: getting oh. the north. Oh, okay. They're not getting the north. Okay. They're in charge of the The Bears, right yeah, the Bears clinched no, no. with their win. That's right. Against um, the Packers. Okay. And what was it? Uh, the mood down here after the Dolphins' loss was kind of... There were some people who were angry, but I was just more... I wasn't angry this time. I was just more like...
1: Oh, you forgot to update the graphic. It still says they're not terrible.
0: Oh, actually. No, I can actually fix that. Give me one second. <laughs> there better. <laughs> That's it. Dolphins are still terrible. Um, it wasn't that of it was more resignation like this is what I get for having some sort of hope after that Patriots game. It was good that they 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 were down twenty one nothing and just kind of freed up the entire Sunday, really. <laughs> uh, they lost eventually, giving up 41 points to the Vikings. Charles' team is still alive, though. Titans. Yep. Yeah, so
2: this is, I'm going to take over here for a second. You know, the Dolphins to you are terrible. The Dolphins to me are amusing. And it, it's just for two reasons. One, I have a dog in this race with the Titans, so I needed this. Completely because we won our game. How we win games is beyond me, but at eight and six, I'm feeling very confident. It all comes down to the Colts game. I need uh, Baltimore to kind of know who they are with a rookie quarterback and just lose the remaining games. But it's interesting, and it's interesting to me because even though I'm not a Dolphins fan. I went to school in Miami in three years. You know, a lot of my friends are Dolphins fans. So getting to hear that sigh of pain, the I knew it, and I got duped. It's like an ex who's trying to get back with you. Uh. they changed, and they don't change. Because, in truth, your, your record sometimes is not a reflection of your team and of your coach. Sometimes you just get lucky. And that's what I feel this season really is about. I mean... The only upside that came out of this is that Kalen Balazs was worth the fourth round pick that you spent on him. I think. I I remember watching him a little bit preseason, then he got buried in a depth chart. This goes back to Adam Gase, and I I said it before in a couple episodes ago, he doesn't know how to coach all phases of the game. I feel validated to it. I mean, yes, your defense is bad, but Minka Fitzpatrick is a stud. Um, So I don't believe they played uh, Rashad Jones that often. I don't know if it's a coordinator thing, but what you did is you made a Vikings team feel good about firing their coordinator for a guy uh, whose whole mentality was to follow Mike Zimmer and just run the ball 50 times. To answer your question earlier, Dalvin Cook had been injured um, prior, so with a couple of knee injuries, so he was out a few games, so they were running a Lap Murray. But right now, the Dolphins is that it's not so much that you're going to be an 8-8 team, it's going to be you're an 8-8 team, and come next season, you're going to be worse than that because you're probably not going to pick up the Devontae Parker option guarantee injury for a guy who's always injured. You're probably going to cut Amendola because he really didn't do anything. Albert Wilson is on the cheaper aspects, so you probably keep him. Then, what you got going on there with receivers, I don't know. It's not a big free agent market. You can try to entice Golden Tate, but I think a guy who's in this part of career is going to want to play at least for a playoff contender. who will pay him. Then, you're going to have Frank Gore probably retire. Then, you're probably going to trade away Kenyon Drake because that's what Adam Gase does. And then, you're going to not properly review for a future franchise quarterback or at least a backup who's competitive or not even take a chance on Joe who and say hey it's Ryan Tano and and then you're going to find yourself in a 5-11 situation it's mismanagement that is amusing
0: to me so to you Dolphins are terrible to me Dolphins are amusing (laughs) I'm I'm glad you find them amusing Uh, you guys are still in that final wild card race and the surprising thing is the Cleveland Browns could actually win their division I know (laughs) They, they could yeah and it feels kind of good to say that right I mean, yeah i, I don't personally like that management but you know it makes you re- and this is
2: them winning the division after they fired hugh jackson so if that's a possibility my god the simple solution was to never hire hugh jackson oh, god. You know,
0: what could you have done with uh brock osweiler and robert griffin you could have been 11-5 winning the super bowl we have the remedy you guys tell oh, jimmy haslam we got the remedy hire us It's basically uh, the same thing that happened to the Rams when they fired Jeff Fisher.
2: Well, I could have told you, don't hire Jeff Fisher. (laughs) That comment of your record is a reflection of your team, and sometimes it isn't. It's definitely true. But the guy for the longest time was like a cockroach in football. He could just survive a nuclear explosion. I mean, good coach. (laughs) Not fantastic
0: to get I think the game just passed him by. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe he just caught lightning in a bottle with the Titans for that one-yard short season so okay uh actually this is part of a new a new segment that i wanted to get to because i want to transition to something here actually before we do that so um let me uh let let me get this uh it's called where in the sports world is doug since uh one of our colleagues on this show is doug who's always seems to be out somewhere so i'm creating him as a Carmen San Diego type of character, well, we have to guess where the heck he is in the sports world. So, I'm doing the first quiz, uh, I guess, today because I just thought of it. Uh, <laughs> Alright, guys, so I'm going to give you clues, facts, whatever, about a, pl- a place in the sports world. Uh, or a city or whatever, and you guys have to guess where it's at, okay? Shoot. So, oh, first 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 clue. If you guys get it fast, whatever, it's actually transitioning to our our segments here. Um, This city gets sunshine 302 days per year, on average. Giving the city 83% of daylight hours. Somewhere in Arizona. Right? Nope. Not Arizona. New Mexico. Not New Mexico. Nevada actually not in Nevada either are we anywhere close uh, are, we the, are
1: we in this are we in the
0: right I'll, okay I'll, 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 yeah you're you're in the United States of America so I'll give you that Um okay all right so uh, next one
1: um, is this is the same city what is this the same
0: place no it's all the same place it's okay. all the same place so okay all right, so now um, this is in 1931. It was the home of the first large hotel built by Hilton, the actual founder of Hilton. So now you guys are thinking Resort City or something like that or whatever, but El Paso.
2: <laughs> yes it's good
0: old el paso texas it had to be the first one it had to be the first one in this thing so doug doug solar since you got it so quickly doug solar is enjoying is enjoying a stay in beautiful el paso texas okay it's home of the university of texas el paso home of the miners okay el paso is closer to four capital cities of other states uh it, it's uh, Compared to any other large city in texas, so they're about 348 miles away from phoenix uh, 272 miles away uh, from santa fe new mexico uh, 212 miles away from ciudad chihuahua and chihuahua in mexico and 200- 327 miles away from edmo sonora in mexico uh, and it's also uh, 2- 526 miles away from the state capital austin okay so so yeah, it's also one of the... Uh, in 2010, it was re- it received an All-America City Award and has been range- ranked the safest large city in the United States for four conse- consecutive years, okay? So El Paso, Texas is really safe to be at. Uh, Doug is... is uh, so we all know that Doug is safe and that he's enjoying uh, the good old El Paso.
2: And the Sun Bowl
0: on December 31st. Speaking of the Sun Bowl, because it's one of the topics I want to get to, because we're getting to college football now. Okay, so I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move this away from, from our game, okay? Uh,
1: so I get this feeling that Doug is
0: going to end up moving to El Paso at some point. <laughs> I don't know why, but sure. <laughs> um, so the Sun Bowl is December 31st between the Stanford Cardinal and the Pittsburgh Panthers. Running back Bryce Love of Stanford has decided not to play in the Sun Bowl. To save himself for the NFL draft so guys I, I posit this question how awful of a person is he for not playing in El Paso
1: Ooh, let me see if I can bring in my Stanford friend on this one I'm curious what he I mean, has to say
2: people who, for people who love El Paso they're very insulted uh,
0: yeah um, so the, the reasoning is look he's gonna he signs with any team in the NFL. He's instantly going to be a millionaire. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's but isn't that just the practices of how they've been doing it for a couple of years? You had a lot of uh, big name football players who didn't want to run the risk of injury, especially in a competitive bowl. I think um, Leonard Fournette did it. Uh, <laughs> it's usually a lot of running backs because you got to think Bryce Love. In Stanford was the offense. There's a lot of wear and tear in those mileage that comes there. So they're looking at their future investments. And, you know, you see how taking care of their body, preserving their body, not putting them in games that, for lack of a better word, are meaningless to them as an individual. This is them taking the school-us mentality away, and they're taking care of themselves. And I get it. I don't like it. But, you know, I would probably do the same thing if I knew I was going to be a guaranteed I I think he had a bad year this year, so his draft stock might drop a little bit. It's always caught. It's always kind of difficult saying, "Hey, let's get you know a running back in the top five, 10. You don't get that that often. Zeke Elliott and Leonard Fournette were two exceptions to that rule, but if he's going to get in the back end of the draft, like you know, fifteen onward or even the second round, he's going to be making some money. So awful person to the school. Best in self interest, I would do it too. So
1: good on him plus it's the norm. It's not like he's the first person to ever do this. Andrew. Uh it's tough. I can I see both sides of the argument. On the one hand, the a player commits Oh, let's get uh, B U in here real quick um uh, yeah considering bowls are basically postseason exhibitions sitting out a bowl to prep for the NFL draft makes sense to me I see the point I agree um, at the same time I, I, I'm torn on it because this has been I don't want to say an epidemic that makes it sound bad but this has become a a... A trend recently with high-profile players. I see their point of it, which is they're not getting paid right now for, for all intents and purposes. So they don't want to risk injuring themselves and therefore ending their professional career before it even begins. Um, I, I totally agree. I know some players... They they get their bodies insured right now. Yeah, uh, that's a trend. I, it's a trend as well. I, I I agree. I I totally understand. But at the same time, I see what the other point side of it is, which is, you these are your brothers in essence. And you are just. In arguably the well, in arguably the most important game of your season, or depending on the bowl, the most important of your career, you're going to sit out and not join your brothers, your friends helping. So, I mean, I'm inclined to side with the players here because I mean I'm sure it's an easy decision for them they don't want to just walk out on their friends their guys um, but they have to look out for their future as well so in that respect I think I don't think he's
0: that awful of a person <laughs> I don't think he's awful either I just put that as a joke because he doesn't want to play in El Paso and who wouldn't want to go there writers says
1: it's like an optional final in a class if you take it it can make you look awesome and the professor fan base will love you for it but can also screw you up Uh, it can do more than just screw
0: you up it's it's a lifetime decision mm -hmm. yeah just kind of jump in real quick but
2: sometimes some of these guys should go to the bowl games because it might be the game changer in the draft um you know, I'll give you an example. Andrew Luck. We always knew he was going to be one of the top quarterbacks in there. But I remember the year prior that, before he went to enter the draft, he had a Rose Bowl. It was in the Rose Bowl, and the guy threw for 400 uh, yards. Mark Sanchez. It's a very similar thing when he was at USC, threw for over 400 yards. So you had guys, you know, not counting Luck, although with Sanchez more as a focal point, who didn't come out as being a top five quarterback to be drafted. His performance in that bowl game allowed the Jets to kind of trade up and take him. Um, you know, for, for a running back, might be a different story because I don't think anybody's going to trade up for Bryce Love in a top 10 pick. I could be wrong. Um, we'll see what happens in April, but for the people, it's preserving the bodies, but there's going to be some guys who are coming from lesser-known schools that want to light it up. So And they're taking the same risk because you get hurt in that game. Your, you, your draft stock might drop too. So it's the idea of I'm a running back. There's a lot of mileage on me. Is this really playing this game, getting 30 totes throughout the whole game, going to help improve my stock by not just one or two draft picks? If We're talking about, you know, vaulting to like five, you know, more picks up, or is it going to cause me to bust my knee, bust my ankle, not get drafted, have to be, you know, going through a supplemental draft or whatever?
0: Um, well, my opinion is I'm actually on his side, uh, for. many reasons Uh, one of them is I I don't feel that it's just my opinion as far as the fact that college players don't get paid and I'm of the opinion that they should I see no reason to be loyal to the school at this point I mean you've yes you've got your quote-unquote education but at this point what's this one last game I'm sure if this was a more high-profile bowl game Uh, to Charles's point a little bit that if this uh, you know there are more eyeballs on him for that as far as the draft is concerned so if this was let's say the Rose Bowl I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have skipped this game out but because it's the Sun Bowl and even though El Paso is beautiful it's not as high profile of a game as others I can see the point of sitting that one out also he has a running back and running backs, especially in the NFL, they don't last very long. And I'll add to
1: that: I forgot to mention he was very dinged up last year in his bowl game. Yeah. Uh, so he he already has a history of injury. So I I can absolutely see why he would he would jump, why he would skip.
0: And NFL teams are. Some people made the argument: Oh, NFL teams will question his, you know, his, his commitment, his loyalty team. NFL teams don't really care. Okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they like the
0: younger better. If the I mean, Dolphins if ever longer. said that they would be part of that the Dolphins are terrible segment once again Oh, they wouldn't draft the guy just because he didn't play in his bowl game That'd be another stupid decision by the Dolphins uh, if, if this was the a running back uh, that they could draft or whatever um, it's it's uh, Trying to collect my thoughts again because I'm getting a little angry. <laughs> I Don't see any loyalty to the school if Let's say Manny Diaz the same thing. Uh, it's, maybe it's a bit of a tangent, but he's a coach that went off to Temple and now He's he's leaving his players that he coached up in UM to the no more in defense in, in in the country What loyalty does he's not showing any loyalty to the school there? So why should a player show loyalty to the school as well? I mean if he's gonna do it for his own Yes selfish reasons, but very smart reasons uh, for his future, then why not? Manny Diaz, the same thing. Look, he's going to be a head coach in college football. It's at Temple. It's not as high-profile for school, but it's still Temple. It's still a, a D1 college football program. And let me go and, and make better prospects for my future.
1: Let's see what uh, Mikey has to say here. I don't see it as a loyalty thing. Players can choose to continue college football where they still can. It's something they won't get, in, get again in their lives if they feel that they've had enough fun and work in college and there's nothing
0: wrong with starting a career i absolutely agree and that's for some players though the players that know that they're not going to make it i think i mean if if i was sit- like if you guys were sitting at a million dollars right now and all it took was for whatever part of your career was uh, to not have something horribly go wrong like like if uh, Char- we're 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 all we all got JDs. We're all in the legal field. Mm-hmm. Let's say tomorrow we have a, a, a volunteer thing, but it required us to do something to our brains that would that could incapacitate us in some sense. What would you do it if the next day you knew that you were signing a contract for a million dollars that required you to use your legal knowledge? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, I say the same thing for the players. But I, I can see you guys. I mean, there's all kinds of points. But I know fan bases can either be stupid rabbit and think, "Oh, well, the Cardinal, the tree, the you're you're feeling the tree." No, oh, the tree's had enough. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have anything more to add, but. I think is now is a good time as any as any to jump to our next college football segment. Right. Uh, so Andrew brought up this one, early National Signing Day. A lot of highlights today. Go ahead. Well,
1: as usual, Bama, if I, if I know correctly. Let me see what the grades were. But Bama, as usual, absolutely killed it. Boo. Um... UCF had arguably their best. <laughs> woo woo, rider of the sun. <laughs> um, which team are you? UG- UGA, UGA baby, baby number two. UGA is University of Georgia. Um, yeah, Georgia had a good haul. Bama, pretty much all the the usual suspects
0: had good. How'd signing FSU class. do? What's that? How'd FSU do? Uh, let's see. Just I, even though I, I don't really follow it that. Hardcore, but I at least like to be better than some teams. <laughs> oh, you are absolutely oh, okay. Good, <laughs> uh, we had the most five stars, says Ryder. So, you can't get a quarterback. You the U had a lot of <laughs> decommits. Yes, please sure. tell I'm, him, please tell him. Should we tell him? Oh, no! Uh, Should I jump out the uh, window? I'm,
2: I'm, looking, I'm looking at it right now, but uh, continue and I'll comment when our time comes. Okay. Just kidding.
1: FSU is fine. Okay. <laughs> That's the advantage the Power 5 schools have is that no matter how terrible you do in any given season, you can always rest on the, we actually have a chance of making the playoffs. We have all this history. We have all this money. Come to us and you'll have access to all of it. We have these famous alumni. It's yeah, FSD always just like, hey,
0: we we'll try out Deion Sanders and see what happens. Oh, you definitely had a monster day, Mikey. Absolutely. And speaking of, I, when I was getting out of the airport yesterday, there was a, all kinds of logos on the doors—college football playoff, Orange Bowl logos. They're they're ready. They're getting ready. Mm-hmm. Michigan had a pretty good day too. Um, Did you see that video of that uh, one guy who committed to Syracuse? Yes, that was awesome. Even though he didn't choose your school, but it was still a nice touching moment. Yeah, that's... Okay, if you want to explain to what happened.
1: So what happened was, there's this player, uh, goodness, I forget his name, I believe he's from South Carolina, and he signed with uh, Syracuse University, and he one of his best friends, if not his best friend, is a, a guy, is a kid who has some sort of a disability uh, where he has to use an electric wheelchair uh, and he has trouble speaking, things like that. And he, the player brought his friend up with him uh, to make the announcement. What the player did was he whispered, he, he the friend was the first person he told. Uh, he whispered in his ear, said where he was going, and had the friend announce where he was going for him. That was a really cool moment. I thought, uh, that's that's a true friend right there that doesn't care what kind of a disability you have, how you look. You just care for them as a person. So I thought
0: that was really cool. Okay, yeah, we got a lot of people commenting here. We got Mikey. Um, yeah, they stole a five-star from Bama, um, in Michigan, and then I well, stole them back. <laughs> he flipped from Michigan to Bama earlier. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think the rumor with that is that the the prospect committed back, but they kind of got the feeling that Harbaugh wasn't going to jump ship to the pros, which is you know that's a leap of faith because I think if Adam Gase is fired, that's, you know.
0: that's the the rumor. Yeah. That uh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh he's obviously a Michigan dude being uh, playing there now the head coach Steven Ross owner of the Miami Dolphins also a Michigan dude who's thrown a stupid amount of money to Michigan and a stupid amount of money at the Dolphins but never seems to work out Um, and after that loss I know we're getting off of more Dolphins are terrible tangent here. Actually, let me go back to it. Um, after that loss, it looked like Stephen Ross is pondering. It seemed like he's a bit peeved and a bit steamed. There might be some big wholesale changes going on for, for the LOL fans, but all right, so enough of the Dolphins tangent.
2: And I think uh, Georgia also took another commitment from Bama so it's, it's kind of weird how all this can happen and Bama's is still going to be in the perennial hunt and it goes to show that being some of the best in college football programming is just being a good recruiter unlike the university of miami and mark rick
0: who just can't even get a quarterback but i digress <laughs> yeah what the heck happened dude geez
2: uh, from what i'm seeing in the updates we're we're losing a we're losing one four-star prospect and then we're gonna lose out on our own freshman quarterback. And the problem is Rosier and Cosy Perry don't cut it out. So it's kind of just seeing we hit the peak real quickly with uh, the program with Mark Rick, and now the valley's come real fast and there's no breaks on this uh, this
0: disaster course. But we accept it, right? Yeah. Uh, let, let me actually What's going on tonight? Any any big games on tonight? What's well, you gonna... got the bowl game. Well, how's is it? Has it started or is that yeah? Eight? It started at eight. Okay, or started at it, seven. W- oh, okay. Who's who's winning? Uh,
1: you can check. Uh, yeah. anyone else want to add in anything about National Signing Day? Um, I guess I'll talk from Texas. Didn't have a good day. He he he. Uh, I was just in Texas.
0: <laughs> I was good at good old UTSA. San Antonio. What, what what are they? The Jackrabbits or something? I don't know. Who are they? University of uh, Texas San Antonio. What team are they? Roadrunners. Roadrunners. Oh okay. Meet meet. Um.
1: um all right. Here's the the rankings. Top or full rankings. There we go. From twenty four seven sports. Um. Alabama was number one. Florida State was 14.
0: Oh, they start at 8. So, they, oh, they the start game at hasn't eight? started. Yet, oh, okay.
1: So, um, I think UCF was 57, which is, uh, among the highest for us. That was pretty good. Pac-12 didn't do so good according to Ryder.
0: Outside of Oregon and Washington. The, uh, Florida State's basketball is playing. Um, they're playing North Florida out in uh, Tallahassee.
1: Uh, Auburn is... FIU comes in at 12 of their conference, yeah.
0: so not too great. Oof. Gosh. Uh, not really, I mean, you got Indiana and Toronto. That's a good NBA game if you want to watch that. Uh, gosh. Gosh. So, anyway, yeah, this, to clear Claire... Oh, Toronto. Oh, sorry, sorry. Pittsburgh and Washington tonight for the NHL. That's going to be really good. Pens and caps. Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, so National Signing Day, this is the early National Signing Day. They implemented this last season. Um, it used to be the third Wednesday. It was, no, no, no. It was, I think, the first Wednesday in December, in February. My bad where um, uh, players signed. Uh, a player is not officially a part of a team until he signs. So now they add an early one in the third Wednesday of December, which is today. So it's gets a lot of the pressure off kids really quick. Uh, from UCF standpoint, we had a really really good, uh, the numbers may not say it on there, but we had arguably our best draft class ever. Um, we were able to get a lot of guys away from traditional Power 5 schools. Uh, coincidentally, the player, the quarterback that um, that succeeded uh, Mackenzie Milton at Mil- uh, Miliani High School in... Uh, in Hawaii, uh, is now coming to play for us. Yeah. So we will have two Hawaiian quarterbacks from the same school on our team, which is amazing. So overall, it was a great draft class. I'm happy. Pretty much everybody at UCF is happy about what came down. So it's, I. Can't wait until February to see if anyone else comes. But if this is it right here, it was an amazing class, and I'm happy.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so, anything? Any more things about National Signing Day, or at least an early one? No? Not bad. Not that I end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are, people are, uh, Sports Radio Today from Miami wasn't that happy or keen on what had happened to the Hurricanes. Um, so, oh, OU might get an all-time receiver
1: class, a wide receiver class if Hasselwood popped on board.
0: Oh, okay. All right, so... Keep
1: discussing. And we'll if we see anything interesting, we'll.
0: Yeah, we can always uh, go off uh, and, and discuss, um, especially because uh, there's a lot of opinions as to mm-hmm. a lot of these players coming in and out. Uh, okay, so um, I just want to transition to one of our more fun segments. Our our since we are about halfway through, and as we usually do it at the halfway point. A word from our non-sponsors. Uh, so, guys, whoever wants to go first, whoever's been itching to talk about whatever you guys are enjoying, go ahead. Someone's alarm has gone off. Is it mine? Probably isn't. No, it's not.
1: Okay. I guess I'll start since I've never started before. Um, my non-sponsor of the week is Otterbox. The
0: phone case people?
1: The phone case people. Okay. I have a uh, Samsung Note 5, uh, a Note five. I had an OtterBox since I first got it a few years ago, and it I wore that thing into the ground. Um, and my phone is quote unquote so old.
0: What kind of phone do you have? Note
1: five. I just said it.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you jumps to number six class in the nation. Sweet. Um,
0: Mikey is having a really fun year.
1: Oh, he is. And you'll, you'll remember Mikey. Mikey's the one that goes to uh, California, well, Irvine. You're
0: not late, Shin. You're just in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So the, we talked about uh, National Signing Day, uh, Bryce Love. Is from Stanford. The Dolphins are still terrible. NFL uh, playoff races. Doug is in El Paso. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning may or may not get it done this year we're treading thinking, lightly treading lightly and uh we shamed the Sacramento kings the atlanta hawks and the phoenix suns so uh but we're in the middle of our non-sponsors andrews uh giving some love to otterbox yes
1: so i i wore that thing into the ground uh who knows maybe i'll post pictures of it um so it still protected my phone Till the very last, and like I said, my phone is so old that they didn't even sell anymore at Verizon or wherever. Uh, so I had to go on Amazon to get it. I just got it in a couple
0: of days ago, and still fantastic. Uh, actually, yeah. Let me see. Huh? Let me let me hold that. We're gonna actually do. A, we should have we should have done one of those like unboxing videos. Yeah. or Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. My
1: my oh. old one was. My old one was all black. This one is gray with white. Um, just a sh- shout out to them because I'm, I'm a bit of a klutz at times. So I'll go ahead and drop my phone. Sometimes in the worst possible way, which is straight down on the screen. God. No angle at
0: all. Just... That, that heart attack that you have when that happens.
1: I don't have heart attacks. <laughs> I really don't because I... I mean, of course I check, but... I feel confident in knowing that the OtterBox is going to protect
0: my phone from whatever I do to it. Yeah, I have a Spigen or whatever this company is. I don't know. (laughs) Is
1: having an OtterBox overkill? Maybe. I don't think it is, though, because who knows what I'd do to it if I didn't have this. So, to OtterBox, I thank you for...
0: why. Why You're, risk it? If it breaks you have to pay, I don't know, eighty dollars for to replace the screen and then you could have bought a twenty dollar protect how, how much was that? Uh well since it's so
1: old. Yeah. I I'm using air quotes when I when I say old. Um it was like it was like fifteen bucks.
0: Okay, fifteen bucks. But
1: when I first got it it was in the fifties.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. All right, but it's still, fifteen bucks. For, well, for... when I
1: first got the phone, and it was brand new.
0: Okay, but fifteen bucks for the case yeah. now. So, it's... rather than paying eighty bucks to fix right. your screen or buying a whole brand new phone, just buy the frickin otter OtterBox. You'll be fine with it. You you can throw it. You can it survives a nuclear attack. Well, maybe not that, but mm-hmm. it, it survives whatever you do to it. Exactly. So, and you don't have that sort of heart attack. Or as much of a heart attack when it falls down so and uh what's the promo code promo code is
1: anti-klutz device cool and that's k-l-u-t-z
0: anti-klutz device good Good thing that you spelled it so i could put it on the description after this (laughs) all right charles what what you got going
2: well my non-sponsor sponsor sponsor is probably the best one you can have for this time of the year. Tis the season to be jolly and I always like to make myself a nice little coquito every now and then so if I have to go see friends or celebrate high bar- holiday parties you're going to want to get a safe ride home so Uber <laughs> and left on the side, are my non-sponsored sponsors you know in today's day and age we all are in the legal field but in life you know you want to get coffee on a wheel you don't want to do any damage to your career, to your family, you don't want to get pulled over, lose your life. It's, it's not fun to rely on the bus. You know, pay your five ten bucks. It takes the mileage. Go have your fun. Have your drinks. Drive responsibly. But if you know you're going to drink and drive, don't drink and drive. Just go and get an Uber and have your drinking. My promo code is COQUITO. C-O-Q-U-I-T-O. <laughs> uh, COQUITO. COQUITO.
0: Oh, uh, gosh. You know what's really fun? Uber Eats. I don't know if you guys have used that service. But I, have, I have. I've used Postmates. I've, yeah, I yeah Postmates too. I've used.
1: I haven't used Uber Eats itself. I've used similar. Um, I used it quite a bit when I was externing at a law office uh, between my second and third years of law school. It was quite handy. You just sit on your butt and have food delivered to you.
0: And not just like the traditional foods. It's it's anything, really. not just pizza. It's it's you can get Denny's, you can get Burger King, you can get uh, all these little restaurants and stuff that you know... Riders is watching the Frisco Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well DXL is the sponsor of the Frisco Bowl, <laughs> and we actually talked about them earlier. I didn't know what they were until Andrew pointed it out and researched that they are the the big and tall chain, and it's and it actually is perfect as a sponsor because all those football players probably need a big and tall store for what they got (laughs) all the regular clothes that they wear (laughs) so additional shout out to DXL okay and to Postmates and Uber Eats and Grubhub and DoorDash and all those other uh, food delivery services so we got uber Uh, my non-sponsor is San Antonio, Texas now. It's the second city in in Texas that i have Okay. So I went to San... You should move to Texas already. No, I'm not moving there, but I'll I'll take a vacation there every once in a while. So I went to San Antonio, Texas for a, a court hearing. But afterwards, I had the entire day all to myself in the city. Last time I went to San Antonio I had a miserable experience. I don't know everything just went wrong I lost my bags at the airport. I the people inside the hotel were rude uh, To this woman. I, I hate that she's my anti nonsense or whoever that woman was that in the elevator And you may or may not know who you are. I, yeah, she was very pretty very pretty woman But she was very mean So I don't like her she's the anti non-sponsor and if she's listening to this you're a very mean woman uh, that date And I forgot what month, but I went to San Antonio a second time They have a beautiful area called the Riverwalk in downtown I was Mm -hmm. staying at the Hotel Contessa if you're gonna stay at a hotel you stay at that one It's right next to the river. It's on the river the bottom floor of the hotel is a nice beautiful restaurant They got a nice giant tree for Christmas you walk outside you see the river, it's beautiful. It's quiet, it's, it, you see all the Christmas lights hanging from the, from the trees. There's ducks, I love ducks. There's ducks, you can look at a duck. If you like ducks, you look at <laughs> ducks at the, at San Antonio. Um, it's a nice place to take someone out on a date, go down, walk down the river. They have those little river boats that have the neon lights, it's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Um, you keep walking down the river, they got stores, they got restaurants. You, uh, on the river, I walked up to an area called um, La Villita de San Antonio. It's a nice little historical village uh, that they restored some of the the old buildings there. They have all the plaques and everything, so you can learn about the history of San Antonio. Um, I ate at a a, a Mexican restaurant there. I had a a, a quesadilla. It was really good Um, Of course, they like their spicy stuff over there. So I had a little bit of uh, salsa there was you know a a Floridian should be able to handle some of that Uh, Keep walking down Uh, I, I was Looking up where the Alamo was, I thought it was like in a place, you know, far out in the city, you know, in the middle of the desert or whatever. No, it's right there smack dab in downtown. You walk up the river, there's the Alamo. You can see it. You can take pictures with it. It's free to go. They don't charge. You can just look at it. You can go inside. You can pretend uh, you're Davy Crockett and get shot by General Santa Anna if you want. Um, it's, it's all sorts of fun, you know. It's, it's a great Christmas story. Um, I don't even know if it happened during Christmas, but... Um, the Korean store up the road... <laughs> okay, San Antonio, great. Uh, Shin Godzilla just has his non-sponsor. Godzilla. Uh, Shin Godzilla has... uh, The Korean store up the road is his non-sponsor. I don't know the name, but they have good stuff. So, it's a Korean store in nondescript city. You guys got good stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: and just, in, just kind of as an aside, if anyone... Wants to know what Francisco is talking about in terms of where he was. Watch the movie *Miscongeniality*, Congeniality because a, a decent portion of the movie takes place in San Antonio, right where he's uh, right where he was talking about the river walk, the river boat,
0: uh, etc. Yeah, so starring he, uh, Sandra Bullock, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, the blindside fame, you know, yep.
1: Uh, Mikey, shout out to Taco Bell, the best major fast food chain in the country, to which
0: BU disagrees. <laughs> Actually, I do enjoy me some Taco Bell every once in a while. It's a guilty pleasure, mm-hmm. man, that's for sure. Taco Bell's very good. It's the only place you can get Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Um, which I try not to drink at all, but you know, it's there. It's rare. Um Uh gosh, every once in a while when I feel like eating something from taco bell but i don't like they always come out with something new right Mm -hmm. like uh the nacho fries or whatever i always try and um uh, i I always try to to make a healthier version of it by replicating it in some sort of way so i'll try and figure out the ingredients and be like okay there's a way to make this with real meat Uh, (laughs) and i can fold it in a sort of way to make it look the same uh but no i do like taco bell surprisingly when i lost um my weight the first time when i lost like 60 pounds i ate taco bell like almost every day uh they they're surprisingly one of the healthier fast food establishments okay so shout out to you Taco Bell. you should have sponsored me like jared i wouldn't have <laughs> i wouldn't have turned out as a pervert i'll tell you that much that turned that took a turn that but. did
1: take a turn <laughs> Um, Mikey, if we ever get like big and mighty and people know us, we'll definitely put in a good word for you.
0: <laughs> I've tried everything on the menu. Ask me anything. <laughs> and ask me anything. We should do it on
1: Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chalupa box thing is always overcooked. Always. Uh, you must yeah, have a bad Taco Bell then.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a Taco Bell behind... The hotel here at the office they're all right Um, the Taco Bell next to my community college in Lake Worth that was a good Taco Bell I'll tell you that much I like that Taco Bell shout out to that Taco Bell in particular
1: okay (laughs) enough about food so just to wrap it up our
0: non-sponsors of the day are for oh, me otterbox. oh my, my promo code for san antonio because in case you have to pay to go to san antonio in any sort of way you use the promo code you'll get 50 percent off of your entrance into the city uh my promo code is second chances because hmm. it was my second time in san antonio i actually okay. had a good time
1: uh so just condensing so otterbox was mine Charles had, uh, who was it? Uber? Francis- yeah, Uber. Francisco has the wonderful city of San Antonio. Mikey is Taco-, Taco Bell. <laughs> Mikey is Taco Bell. Shin is checkers slash rallies. And the Korean store down the And the, the Korean store down the road. And DXL by, uh. A being the only bowl game on tonight, and that's the sponsor, and B because Riders of the Sun is watching the first bowl. Speaking
0: of, it is nine nineteen in the first so far. Ohio has the ball. Okay, um, on to other things. On to other things. So we talked about college football. We talked about NFL, NBA, NHL. I Don't know if I want to get into the baseball talk, but. Uh, if if we have time later, I will get to it, but um, other segment that we have, players we remember to forget, or players we forgot to remember, um, what was it, uh, so I don't know if you guys have one, but I do, you guys want to start, I don't know. we'll just go with yours, I guess, <laughs> I think you guys always forget to... Remember the players that we forgot. Right, mine uh, is—I don't know if you guys will remember him. His name is Tony Banks. Name sounds familiar,
1: and actually, I did come up with one, so I'll let you do yours first, and then—do you remember him, Charles?
0: Yes. Okay. Who do you—you remember who he played for primarily, at least, or at least where he started out? But Google will tell me. Okay. Well, he. Okay. So, uh, according to Wikipedia. (laughs) His full name is Anthony Lamar Banks. Uh, he play, He actually did win a Super Bowl ring. Uh, oh, that's not
1: who I thought it was.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, he played at Michigan State, so he is a Spartan. Um, he was born in San Diego, California. He was drafted in 1996 in the second round, pick number 42 of the St. Louis Rams. I think the Rams had just made it to St. Louis after moving from LA the first time. Um he played from 96 to 98. Uh then he uh lost out to uh, um who was the backup of Court Kurt Warner was the backup of someone. Trent ah uh, gosh. Do you think of Trent no, 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 no. No, not Trent Green, who used to be a former Dolphin. You, okay, so um, then Kurt Warner obviously led the Rams to the Super Bowl victory over Charles's Titans. Um, uh, was it Tony Banks actually moved on to the Baltimore Ravens where he actually had a pretty good first season with them. But then he um, he lost his job out to Trent Dilfer of all people. And you've got to be really bad if you're losing your QB job to Trent Dilfer. Uh, after that happened, the the Ravens went on a run and won the Super Bowl behind an elite defense, obviously because you know it's Trent Dilfer behind the helm. But uh, one of the things Tony Banks kind of he's kind of haunted by that that year because he felt that he could have won that Super Bowl himself if the Ravens had tailored the offense more to him. His contention was that, it, or his he believes that. After he was sat for Dilfer, the Ravens and, and Brian Billick tailored the offense more to Dilfer and ran the ball more uh, than anything. And that's what led to the Ravens having some sort of semblance of an offense and you know their elite defense with uh, former Hurricane Ray Lewis. Uh, Former axe murderer. Um, No, no, he 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 was had nothing to do with that. Um, So yeah, and then he moved on to the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. He was picked up by the Washington Redskins in 2001, and ended his career with the Houston Texans. And I think what's currently he's I think he works for the the Big Ten Network because you know obviously former Spartan, right? And, yeah, but he's still haunted by that Super Bowl victory. He actually, it took him five years to take out the ring from the box that they handed to him. Why? He just, he felt that he could have won it, you know, if he he was behind the helm. I guess he felt like, you know, he was a backup to a guy who was, you know, pretty mediocre as a quarterback Mm -hmm. in Dilfer. And it's kind of like, it was kind of shameful to him
2: say to you if you lose that guy quality of your play is low plus if i remember that year correctly that defense was a monster but you had jamal lewis who was a rookie just putting down the pain on everybody yeah yeah so you know maybe it's because we tailored offense because we had a rookie that was coming into his own and you know look it happens in football it happens in a lot of sports where you get these changes that come in and the team gels better with the new guy um, in play but what does that say to you I mean he had other opportunities to play um, mostly as backups so I'm looking at his stuff now uh, you know his name sound familiar but uh, you know with these players that we tend to forget that I get reminded of um, it, it's like that old nostalgia feeling and I, I just I don't get the whole thing I'm like be happy you have so people don't have that opportunity, hey, be happy that you were able to come into league and start even have a game that comes into it. Uh, you know, a couple of games, and if you did bad, you did bad. But hey, you won a Super Bowl! Congratulations.
0: Yeah. So Tony Banks, we remember you, dude. Fuck up, dude. You got a Super Bowl ring.
1: I guess I'll just toss one in there really quick because it just jumped to me really quick.
0: Fernando Tatis. Yay! I remember him. He was uh, he he hit behind Mark McGuire. I actually. He used to play he
1: used to be in the Texas Rangers organization. We're a lot
0: of love for Texas today. <laughs> the Frisco Ball, El Paso, San Antonio. And the only reason I know that is because
1: I actually got to see him play live when he was in the minors. Really? Because back then the AA affiliate for the Texas Rangers was the Tulsa Drillers. Uh, Tulsa is my birthplace and one of my hometowns. I consider Orlando to be my hometown. Um, so I got to see him back when he was in the minors and I thought he kind of had a bear in mind, this was me when I was like less than eight. I can't remember exactly, but, um, I always thought he had a very funny last name or a very interesting sounding one. Fernando Tatis without the other guy, the PA announcer would pronounce it, um, his real claim to fame is that he hit two grand slam, grand slams in one inning, which is something that had never been done before nor has it been done since. Uh, was it was it the same pitcher? Yes. Channel Park, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. Back in uh, April 23rd, 1999, he hit two <laughs>
0: two grand slams off of Channel Park. Gosh. Channel Park was, I mean, he had a Rookie of the Year season and then was kind of mediocre after that. Right. Um, Um,
1: And so just to kind of go over where he played, he played for the Rangers for a couple of years, then he went to the Cardinals, then the Expos, then the Orioles, then the Mets, and then he retired. Um, His son is currently in the minors. Uh, He suffered an injury this past year, but... Uh, he is considered to be one of the top prospects. Gosh, don't you guys
0: feel old when you hear mm-hmm. that? That guy's son is in the minors or whatever. Vladimir Guerrero's son. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, what the heck did I do with my life? <laughs> We're get real. LeBron Jr.'s coming. Yeah. Ugh. Gosh. Don't remind me. And Zaire Wade. Yep. All right, so Charles, do you have one or... Nah.
2: I, I, have a br- I have a brief one just because you caught me monologuing about <laughs> Jamal Lewis earlier. I'm going <laughs> to give a shout-out to Jamal Lewis as a person of have got. Look, this guy was a stud for the Ravens back in the day. He was a uh, rookie draft in their Super Bowl year in 2000. Um, he is one of the few running backs, if memory serves me right, to break 2,000 yards. And he did that in 2003. The guy was a mainstay, um, you know, his time with Baltimore Ravens was cut short just because of money. I think he was there for six years, which is loyalty. But he had a couple highlights in 2003 at 14 in touchdowns. Um, something that that was the year he had 2,000 rushing yards. Uh, you know, it's very impressive. And after uh, 2006, he went to Cleveland because that's what a lot of divisional rivals do, they poached the dude who was the best uh, on your team pay him a little bit more money and he had some success there I mean his final couple years from 2007-2009 he had uh, 1,300 yards rushing in that 07 year away with 1,000 yards and then of course for all running backs because they have a short shelf life um, he only had like 500 yards and that was it uh, to modern day stuff he is talking about po- suffering post-traumatic effects of concussions from playing uh. football um which is you know something that you talk about getting old. you're gonna see these guys that you saw in your heyday and uh, their heyday now you know becoming a different kind of person because these injuries that they're now finding out and that uh, he is currently the president of selfies exhibits and Metro retail solutions for Metro exhibits. Not that I know what that means, but it's gonna force me to reveal it at some point.
1: <laughs> Does anyone remember Charles Thompson, the guy who sold cocaine to FBI agents? I can't say that I do.
0: No, I don't I don't know either. Care to enlighten us, Mikey. Yeah, the guy who's so cool. Oklahoma quarterback Charles Thompson. Okay. Oh I gotta look this up. Give me a second. Boomer (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Charles Thompson. Okay, cool. I'm just going
1: to keep playing because I'm not going to score anything.
0: <laughs> uh, well, no, I accidentally got Charles Thompson, an Irish born patriot leader in Philadelphia during the American Revolution. Let me actually improve that. <laughs> um, QB, I'll just put QB. Barry Switzer quarterback. There he is. There's that much. Sh- no, no, that's some other guy. Um, okay, here it is. Charles Thompson is an American businessman motivational speaker and former football player best known for his tenure and spectacular doubt down- Wow Wikipedia is not pulling punches Spectacular downfall as the quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners That's the word that they use to describe that he played in the 1989 Florida Citrus Bowl um, Gosh the downfall arrest on January 26 1989 FBI videotaped Thompson selling 17 grams of cocaine for $1,400 to an undercover agent. Yeah, on, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> I think that's exactly the, the the statute that says that. It literally says you can't do that. Uh, on Febr- <laughs> the wiki article is hilarious, short, short but informative. informative. On February, th- wow, well, it must have been an OU fan who wrote it. Then, on February 13th, Thompson was arrested in Norman, Oklahoma. And charged with dealing cocaine he was released to his mother's custody on February 15th to await trial as Thompson waived his right to a preliminary hearing in the meantime the Sooners suspended him from the team a media frenzy followed the arrest peaking when a notorious picture of the handcuffed Thompson in a prison jumpsuit appeared on the cover of the February 27 1989 issue of Sports Illustrated accompanied by accusations that the Switzer-led Sooners were out of control Switzer's Sooners had already been under heavy public and media scrutiny before the incidents as players had been arrested in separate incidents for assault with a deadly weapon and rape. With the national coverage brought by his star quarterback's arrest, Switzer resigned as head coach soon afterwards after leading the team for 16 seasons. Dear Lord, man. This is... (laughs) We're certainly remembering Charles Thompson right now. (laughs) In a, a trial in prison after his trial at federal court. Let me just speed this up here. He pleaded guilty Saying he knew what he had done was wrong. T- took his punishment Plea waived his rights to a jury trial and grand jury consideration for his case uh, Convicted of one count of conspiracy to distribute cocaine and sentenced to two years in prison and Entered a federal prison in Big Spring, Texas So th- the another... with Texas <laughs> While in prison, he spoke out on the pressure and vices that can befall big-time college football, and uh, blah 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 blah. Let's see. (laughs) Hold on, Mikey. The worst thing the law did to him was put him in a burnt orange jumpsuit. (laughs) Oh, that is that is some OSU poke in there.
1: OU. Oh, burnt orange is the University of Texas. Oh,
0: but oh, but wasn't Oklahoma State also orange? Yes. Okay, but still. But it, but burnt orange is the more is the shade that Texas uses. That's right. Right. That's right. And OSU is more of a with, right.
1: with no with no disrespect to OSU, uh,
0: Texas is definitely the bigger rival. True. Even though uh, they had a pretty good game this season, right? Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I remember seeing that game in the pool in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> i was actually cheering for oklahoma state so sorry sorry mike <laughs> it was i just wanted to see you know the big the big dog fall um he is currently beginning his fresh wait what the heck? oh his son I thought, he, I thought he went to school but his his middle son casey thompson committed to play at the university of texas on april 13 2017 oh dear oh, lord he Ooh. is currently beginning his freshman year as a Longhorn QB. His third son, Kate Thompson, is currently in high school, and Charles currently resides in OKC. Gosh, Ooh, that's that's harsh. His... That his son decided to play for Texas. Oh gosh, <laughs> wow. And his oldest son, Kendall Thompson, uh, also played at QB at OU before transferring to Utah. Okay. And he was instrumental in Utah's win over number eight UCLA in October 4, 2014. Okay. And his, he signed a three-year contract as a wide receiver for Washington Redskins. All righty. Um, oh, Thompson's appearances on the covers of Sports Illustrator are considered a prime example of the SI cover jinx. <laughs> okay. Well then. I
1: didn't know there was a cover jinx for SI. I knew Madden, but... Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, there's an SI cover jinx. Huh. Um, Alright, so those are our forgotten players. Um, that was very interesting. <laughs> that took a turn. It really did take a turn. <laughs> a pretty funny turn and sad at the same time, but, yeah. you know. Uh, but, I don't know. I'm sure he's fine now. He's got three sons and everything. So, all right. Um. So, what are okay? What are the things that we got to talk about? So, we talked about our forgotten players. We talked about um. Uh, where Doug is. Our non-sponsors. NBA. Uh, the NBA. Um, uh, from the Tank Toms. I mean, th- there was a, another NBA topic as far as. Where the heck Anthony Davis is gonna go? Uh, but at this point, it's all speculation. But uh, Charles, I know you're. I know Andrew's not that big of an NBA guy, but I'll, I'll get uh, Charles's kind of opinion. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's more beneficial for the Pelicans to trade him rather than just see if they can sign him to an extension or you know keep him oh. a free for free agency?
2: What I like to be and what I think we do pretty well is just not be your typical kind of sports media. Just you know, speculate and put wood to the fire. I think we're rational people. (laughs) The solution (laughs) is simple. simple. You don't trade Anthony Davis. You fire Alvin Gentry. Oh. You know. You you have there's and I've said it before and I'll say it again and maybe it's because I'm just kind of looking at it objectively. You have the talent there. He can get the max amount of money. They have good players and Drew Holiday and Nikola Milutich. You have um, a deepish kind of bench with Alfred Payne if he comes back. I you know, they rely on him a little bit too much for my liking, but that happens. And then they have Julius Randle who they have a decent contract with. You have a team to be competitive. They were dominating. Yes, Anthony Davis is gonna be the lead guy on your team. They might be concerned or wear and tear, but let's be real, whether he's going to Los Angeles Lakers or if he's traded to You know the Utah Jazz or the Atlanta Hawks or wherever it goes. He's always going to be the forefront guy. You know he's he's been one of the best players in years. He's always kind of in that contention of being an NBA frontrunner for MVP. And if if he can't succeed, it's not because of the team that you're not building. Granted, they don't have all the shooters the way other teams in the West do. But I would point to the coach. You know, right now the record is 15 and 16. They start off strong, I believe, winning you know, four in a row, five in a row, and it just went downhill, you know, Alvin Gentry's not having them play hard, play competitively, Yes, they to be kind of killed a little bit with some of the injuries, but, you know, next man up, right, Davis isn't injured, that's the whole thing, yeah. he's the one that's not injured, you, you can get away with it for so long, but uh, I, I think that's the common solution, because you can trade them to the Lakers, but how does that, what are you getting back, you you, okay, maybe you want Kyle Kuzma. Okay, you got to a bit of a shooter. Josh Hart, maybe Sure, You don't want Lonzo, because Lonzo Ball is Alfred Payton. Maybe right. just a new, fresher version of it, but they both can't shoot that well, and they can't deal with that alpha male mentality. Um, and really, aren't you putting yourself in dire straits? Because if you're going to get, like, If you can get these young guys who needed LeBron to elevate their game, and you're going to take that back, who are you going to put in there as a vet? And Davis is still pretty young. I mean, I don't have his age in front of me right now, but I believe he's only... 27. So you know, before I continue that talk, I just want to get his age right. He's 25, guys. I mean, yeah.
1: Who is this Anthony Davis? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Wow.
2: He he came in when he was 19 or 20, and he's been a stud since. I say you. I think you convince him. You know, this is a guy who's well liked. He doesn't really do anything wrong. His game always excels. Fire your coach. There's there's plenty of opportunity that comes in there. Gentry's had three seasons of work with it. They only went to the playoffs last year, um, if memory serves me right, and then it gets too far out. They tried the Boogie Cousins experiment. It didn't work as many people expected not to work. That's why they picked up their And they were hey, in a well, they were a well-oiled machine offensively. You know why give up on your cornerstone franchise, especially for. Uh, the Pelicans, who are relatively younger and you know, air quotes coming in, franchise um, that's you know been in existence in the NBA. It is a lively um, change players? city. It's in a lot of places that come into it. You can get that. You can get that following, and people like the guy. It's not as if they're tra- trading away like a Gilbert Arenas, where you're watching Wizards and you're like, okay, we don't have a guy, but we have him. Let's yeah. bring out guns. He's a headache. Let's go. Yeah. Fire your coach. <sighs>
0: I, I don't see the benefit of the Pelicans giving up on this at this point. They got a superstar. They were able to draft one. I mean, it's so, so, like, especially this one because he might, he's probably generational. And so um, the Golden State Warriors from the rumors are projected to break up after this season. Really? I mean, it's projected. I mean, it seems like there's some sort of strife. It seems like Kevin Durant wants out and, you know, wants to do his own thing. Uh, which he has all the, the opportunity to do so you might have the opening to something great uh, if if the Warriors break up and, and why hand that over to the Los Angeles Lakers why when you have a shot at possibly keeping them so you know just show him that you can surround him with a good team or have a good coach uh, hire a really good coach and and see if you can entice him to sign an extension or whatever I and mean, he's gonna get paid uh, more with the pelicans because of you know the way the cba was was created so that these teams could keep these guys um rather than all of them deciding to go off to to la or, or to you know all these these super teams or whatever um i think the pelicans ought to um keep it keep it for now um and see what you can do in the off season, or maybe see if you can do this season and maybe there's some sort of hope maybe they might go on some sort of a run if, if that's if that's the case and and then look at what happens to the Warriors if the Warriors break up then it completely frees up the Western Conference and he would be
2: in line for the supermax deal. And there's right, not a lot of exactly. players that I would say is worth two hundred million dollars. I will say Anthony Davis is worth two hundred million dollars because he's always expanded the scope of his game. He's shooting three pointers now comfortably. Yeah. And he's connecting.
0: You don't get that with a lot of big men who are grit and grind. You know, you get some finesse big men, but he is just all around package. Yeah. It's it's funny. Um, there's down here. Obviously, the talk with the Miami Heat is. Why don't they trade for Anthony Davis? You know, why? First off, what are you gonna trade? (laughs) Um, Because it's it's gonna take Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, Bam Adebayo. That's for sure. All three of those guys are leaving in a package for that, and and can you entice Davis to stay after that? That's the other thing. I don't know. Uh,
2: They'll have the cap space. That's uh, just fun thinking. Yeah. That's just fun thinking. But, you know, right now, you just, if you're uh, if you're the Benson in the state, because I think Gail, you know, now that Tom died, you know, she's the one we're seeing along with Mickey Loomis, uh, is just keep him happy. He, he does it. And here's the thing you're not hearing, it, like you mentioned the Warriors, you know, Clay's unhappy. Well, Clay's not really unhappy, but you know, Draymond's a little bit unhappy. You know, KD's a little bit unhappy. You're not hearing about Davis. This is a guy who's been there for, I don't know, six, seven years. So that's a good sign for you. Right. You know um Build your team, and you know, if you're making a good steak and there's some fat around that meat, you just cut out the fat, you don't
0: throw away the steak. Yeah, that's a, I like that interesting analogy exactly. I actually like that. Hmm, shout out to Steve <laughs> Taco Bell, which has steak. Yeah, you, that's what started you, that. My coquito rant <laughs> perfect. Okay, um, all right, so that's the NBA talk. um I'm sure Andrew is just like just trade them to the Magic so fix the franchise <laughs> so that, that, that way I can start caring about them again <laughs> maybe that's Andrew's thoughts uh, uh,
1: you kind of yeah you kind of
0: summed it up right there okay alright he hasn't paid attention to them since Dwight Howard left so. well I uh, pay
1: attention to them enough but there there ne- are, they've I'm,
0: got the eight seed right now they might I've actually make it I've never
1: been a big NBA fan I will I will be the first to admit that and no regrets.
0: All right. Yeah, we all got our thanks, dude. I mean, I, mean, I you know more about college football than I ever will. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, especially these guys here, Mikey and and uh, Ryder and and, and uh, Shin and all these people know more about college football than I ever will. That's for sure. Um, all right. So that's our NBA talk. Uh, let's see how far are we into this thing? We're guys? about twenty minutes left. We're twenty minutes left. Okay. Um, I, I guess we can. Uh, we have a couple more segments to hit on. Uh, we might not get to all of them. Oh. That's for sure. Um, actually, uh, I'll, I'll cut out the baseball talk. We can talk about that next week. There's nothing. Oh, come on, Mike Madonna. <laughs> Who, who's, who's a who's a who's a douchebag? By the way, he thinks that the Panthers should be moved to Quebec. Um, him of all, you know, ambassadors of the league type of thing. I mean, why? you should be trying to grow the sport, dude. Seriously. Anti-sponsors to Mike Madonna. <laughs> just kinda, it's kind of like a like a, a badge of shame or a badge of honor that we're gonna give to people. Um, all right, uh, fan opinion segment that I want to talk about. It was actually my brother-in-law who thought of this. You should bring him on the um, show. He's. Uh, it was the best moment in the playoffs for a team where they lost. I don't know if you guys. For my brother-in-law, uh, just to start it out. His was, because he's a St. Louis Cardinals fan, that Albert Pujol's home run against the Houston Astros during the NLCS in 2005. Ah, gotcha. That's one of his more favorite moments in the postseason history for the Cardinals, even though they lost that series. Um, Which is nice trolling, by the way. I'll tell you that.
2: Interesting. I think you can only get those in playoffs that are a series. I don't think you're going to elicit that emotion from... The one and done kind of games. Yeah. Or just Pretty the sure the
0: Falcons didn't have a really good moment in that Super Bowl. <laughs> that could warrant that. Hmm. I mean, gosh. I mean, there's in the NHL. I know that in the NHL that they've they have awarded the Conn Smythe Trophy to non non winners. yeah, to losers. Like in two thousand and three, JS Shiger. Yeah, um, John Sebastian. Jaguer uh, got
1: who's the uh, the goalie of the then Anaheim Mighty Ducks? Yeah, who lost to the New Jersey
0: Devils? Yeah, but he was awarded the Conn Smythe Trophy for the best player in the playoffs that season. So, and there
1: was a lot of speculation that Mark Andre Fleury might have gotten it this past year because right. he was just he was en fuego.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a another series moment. I mean. I, I guess one of mine. There's the Boston Red Sox. Um, yeah. The the, the uh, against the Reds um, was the Carlton Fisk. Yeah. Uh, that home run. They lost the series. Right. A lot of people. That's uh, a real that iconic game six. moment. Yeah. That, that's what kept them alive in that series against the Big Red Machine. But they eventually lost. Right. Um, so that's one. It was going to be tough to beat them anyway. But regardless. Right. Um.
1: I guess for me. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a thinker, right? I guess to kind of, to piggyback off what I said last week, I'd say maybe, does it have to be this? no, it doesn't have to be, um, Tampa Bay winning the ALCS, 2008.
0: Okay, I mean, but, I'm talking about when they lost, they actually lost a series. Right, but we ended up not winning the World Series. Okay, I mean... But I'm saying, like, like iconic moments, like, like that oh, home right, run or that. Oh right, because
1: they did end up losing that that game, that series, right? Right. Uh, if either of you have one, go
0: ahead. I mean, uh, I already talked about the Red Sox one. I think it's one that plays all the time, but they did lose that series. I think baseball has a lot of them. Uh, in comparison, I mean, uh, gosh. There's a lot of plays that kind of keep series alive. Um, i trying to think of. I mean, I don't know. I should have thought. Of that. I mean, I, I really just had that Red Sox one. I thought you guys might have one or two, but if not, we move on to our next segment. Yeah, I say we move on. We'll revisit this next week. Yeah, or we'll have a new topic next week. But, uh, but it's a thinker, right? It's a good one. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um actually. Let me let me hand this over to, to Andrew. Um, okay, my turn. Yeah, he's gonna host the the other sports trivia section that we have, uh, the fun one. I'm just putting the scores here. Uh, gosh, let me put it. Let me put the uh, the overlay on. Uh, guess that college team name. It's, as you all know, and oh, Ryder is a big Washington Capitals fan. This Caps game is. Oh gosh. Oh. Who, yeah, they, they're playing the Penguins today. They're, they're perennial rivals.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So, um, oh, so
1: I guess uh, anyone watching, feel free to play along. The object of this game is I'll list out a few kind of random teams, and probably no one has ever heard of. And you'll just go ahead and try and tell me what their nickname is.
0: As we struggle, Andrew will start giving out clues, like it might be an animal, it might be a thing, or it might be a place, or whatever. And I used to
1: play this, and Francisco let it, but I was just too good at it. Yeah. So now... Because
0: you do lead the RCFB trivia section, so... Correct.
1: All right, so we'll start... Uh...
0: This one is nearing the end. Uh, it's Central Michigan. Central Michigan. We've, well, we've had these before. As, as we start playing this more, I start trying to remember them more. It's, the college basketball games are the fun ones because eventually you start getting into these like really obscure schools. Right. Um, so, uh, Central Michigan chippewas correct very good (laughs) i knew it was a funny name like that even though it's a it's a it's a a native tribe
1: okay against umkc which is university of missouri
0: kansas city (laughs) shin is like clemson is the worst orange (laughs) oh yeah we were talking about the orange shades burnt orange for texas and uh oklahoma state and uh (laughs) <laughs> only on non-offensive orange is Syracuse. <laughs> Mikey. That is true. Everyone
1: loves the orange. At least yeah. in football. Uh so any of you guys want to take a gander or take a guess? What was the school? Uh University of Missouri
0: Kansas City. We've had this one too before. I don't think we have. I think we have. we yeah. have. Yeah. But I don't remember. Okay. Gosh.
2: University of Missouri Kansas City. The
0: borders? <laughs> No, no, that's a friend, a friend
2: of ours. I, from I want it to sound cool because it's like you're making a rap nickname, the UMKC's or UMK. I want it, I want to say it has like an M or a K.
1: You but, want? Uh, like, well, actually, yes, it does begin with a K.
0: Okay, so it's sort um, of alliteration then.
2: Right. And to the and to the listeners out there, I am like the worst at this game. It's like asking a blind person to paint the sun. I wouldn't know what <laughs> it looks like. So we're gonna have real fun with it. All right, said K. Um. Okay.
1: All right, B U Mikey Shin
0: Riders K. Gosh, there's not many K things out there. Knights? Nope. Okay, not knights. Kings? Nope. Kings, knights, um.
1: I'll give you a hint. Kiwis. No. BU, correct. It is the kangaroo. Okay, I was
0: close with the region of uh, the Kiwis. <laughs> well,
2: okay, so where are you going to get a kangaroo in Missouri, Kansas?
0: Well, the Akron, uh,
1: Akron Zips, their um, their mascot is a kangaroo. Okay. Okay. So, if the, something new every day. The All Crips. Right. The Crips.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Um. The Mikey, this <laughs> is the shout out for you, Um Eastern Michigan.
0: Oh gosh, Eastern Michigan. Uh, I, we've had man, th- we've had these Michigan schools before: Eastern, Central, North, whatever.
2: I, is it the Broncos, or am I thinking like Western Michigan?
0: Uh, that's Western.
2: Okay, so
1: that's uh, Okay, okay Shin says eagles Co- correct okay, that's okay it is the eagles right. um although we have a running gag in rcfb that they should be the emus
0: yeah because
1: it's emu eastern michigan university that's
0: what uh uh canada bu canada says Yep,
1: yeah. um and they are taking on uci uc irvine
0: oh, oh that's right that's mikey's school uh, Mikey, gosh. you want to answer this one? No, he knows it already. All right, Mikey, mm-hmm. don't answer this one. <laughs> the Okay, you see, I... They we should had, be the emus, we've yes. We've had this before, too. We've had this before. Gosh. Is it... Okay, a clue. Uh,
1: it is indeed an animal. Okay. Um, I believe they're indigenous to this continent.
0: <laughs> Yay, Mikey! <laughs> um, okay, they're indigenous to this continent. <laughs> okay. At the, um, okay, California. Uh, it's condors. No. That's Bakersfield condors, but no. Uh, no. Um, no. <laughs> oh, you're looking it up too? Cause you
1: don't... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out if they are actually indigenous to this continent. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> um, okay the mascots name is Peter Pete the dragon
1: no that would be great though
0: well, that would be funny if they, they were are
1: indi- they are indigenous to South America Mexico all the way down to South America um, I will say this kind of okay. uh, I will say this Peter is a very big clue because Peter rhymes with the nickname.
0: Peter... Anteater?
1: Yes. What? The, the okay. UCI Anteaters.
0: Oh! Oh, that's right. Peter, 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 Anteater. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, so that one was for you, Mikey. Okay. Um. Ooh, since BU is here, um, they're not playing right now. And we have hockey on. But we do have hockey on. So what is BU's mascot? They're a dog.
0: That is right. They're a terrier. That is correct. That's right, because I remember the, the they play for that, uh, the bean pot, or whatever, between them, uh, Boston College, and UMass, right? Or no, or. Um, Northeastern. It's Northeastern. There we
1: go. Um, and the play on that is because there is a breed called the Boston Terrier. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, in state game. Um, North Florida, or they're playing Florida State the okay, Seminoles. I, I know,
0: I know North Florida. That's for sure.
1: You want to take a guess? A guess at that one, Charles? Also with indigenous the, uh, to the continent,
0: the ospreys, right? Yeah, the F- F- that's it. A... Yeah, the ospreys. Ospreys. Okay, what's Florida yeah. State? <laughs> <laughs> yes, be Yes, be
1: you, uh, Boston Terriers are indigenous to this continent.
0: <laughs> well, which is technically a bulldog and not a terrier. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll do this one for a friend of mine. She went here. um, Well, the the school she went to is Niagara University.
0: Really? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Niagara University does have something to do with water. Mm, They drink it, (laughs) I presume. (laughs)
1: Okay. Yukon. Oxen. No.
0: Is it an animal? It is an animal. Is it an exotic animal? Or...
1: Could be. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of them, and a lot of them are in the United States. Okay. Is it a barrel? No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: BU, do you know the answer to this? Anyone know why UCI people go zot, zot, zot? Uh, No clue? No clue? I, oh, uh, bu saying another animal indigenous to this country. I will add that it's
1: um, it is colored. It is a colored animal, so it's it's not like it's not like Tulsa is the golden hurricane peacock. No, okay. There is a peacock school. I'll get to them later. Um, but kind of like how it's the golden gopher. Okay, bu got it. Niagara purple eagles. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was was going to torture them. I was going to torture them. All right. uh, And they're playing Cleveland State. They're a D1 hockey school. Oh, I did not know that. I did not know that either. My friend went there, so shout out to Niagara. Uh, So they're playing Cleveland State. I'll do one more after this.
0: Cleveland State. Oh, gosh. Frickin' Norris Cole went there. I blame the delay. Gosh. Okay. Who went there? Norris Cole. Um the the backup to the backup to the goat mario chalmers okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh and to your point um there is a school called saint peter's their mascot is the peacocks and they're playing the fairly dickinson knights
0: okay so mikey's saying that there's a comic strip by johnny hart called bc where the anteater character goes zot are they the baker's
1: the bakers, the Cleveland State bakers. No, no, oh, gosh, that's really cool, Mikey. I didn't Cleveland know that. Cleveland State. They, I know, they wear green.
0: Yes. Okay, they wear green.
1: They are not an animal, although they're not
0: an animal.
1: I mean, technically, humans are animals.
0: Uh, but okay, so they're it's a human being character of some sort. Um, it is not. Indi- they are not
1: indigenous to this continent. Are initially. they
0: indigenous to Cleveland?
1: No. Oh. Absolutely not.
0: Okay, so they're
1: indigenous to Europe. Knight? Nope. Uh Crusaders? Nah, kinda, sorta, not really. Cleveland State. <sighs> Viking? Correct. Oh.
0: Gosh. Okay.
1: Alright, so I'll end this one quick because I want to get to that new one. Okay. That you're that you're doing.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Uh that's it? That's it for tonight, for that one? Okay, so we'll, uh, because we've got, what, how, how far are we into this? We got, oh, three minutes. Okay, so I'll probably just do a couple, uh, just to, um, I, I probably, uh, just to, uh, I guess off the top of my head. Um, oh, well,
1: tell them what the segment is. Okay,
0: so the segment is, and I guess, uh, we'll just put this back in the, uh, The the regular um, overlay here uh, because I didn't make it just yet so the the premise of this game is uh, because I am Hispanic uh, my Spanish isn't the best but I thought it would be fun to translate some team names into Spanish and see if uh, you guys or Charles or Andrew can guess who it is in English okay am I the only person here who can only speak English Yeah, per per your job Um, Okay, but uh, I'm pretty sure you don't uh, tell people uh, uh, Vista el juego de los marlins de miami (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you do not say that (laughs) Okay, Um, all right. So first one off the top of my head uh, An easy one. I'll give you guys an easy one Uh, this I'll I'll have to say the sport too, just to kind of narrow it down because I could say um, night and it could be a million different nights from whatever city or whatever school. Right. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll keep it to baseball for now since we didn't talk about baseball today. Mm-hmm. Um, Los Rojos. You want to take that one, Charles? Well,
1: okay, the Reds. Okay, I'll take the next one. We should. That's a good idea. Is
0: just to alternate one okay. after the other. Um. All right. So next. Um, this one's... It doesn't st- have to be baseball. It can be- I know, but I want to stick to baseball just to kind of get the premise going. All right. Um, uh, Los Bravos. Braves. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, baseball is pretty, pretty easy when you get to it <laughs> at some point. Okay. Uh, Los Gigantes. Charles. The Giants. All right, perfect. Yeah, you guys are good. Look at that. <laughs> you guys are watching Sabo Gigante and everything. Um, uh, Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, the, the, I actually understood that reference. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sabo Gigantes was, it was on for like four billion years, uh, a Saturday night show on Univision and whatever. And it was like a, a variety program, if you will. Um, okay. The difficulty level is rather weak. Okay. La, uh, Los or Las Medias Blancas. It would be White Sox. Yeah, man. There you go. Even
1: my, non, my non-Spanish-speaking ass understands <laughs> that.
0: Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Come on, step it up a little bit. I'll step it up. Okay. All right, we're going to go to football then. Okay, NFL. Los Choros. Choros? Yeah, Choros. The not Chargers? Even... Huh? He said Chargers. Nope, not Chargers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... Broncos? No, Broncos is Broncos. Really? Yeah. Huh. Choros. Choros.
2: Hmm. Ramps? No,
0: that's not right. No. Jesus, man. I, I, I'm going to have to give you guys clues at some point. So tell right, me. Give us, g-
1: yeah. give us some clue. Oh, give, us, give us the conference or the division.
0: Okay, I'll give you the conference for now. AFC. Choros.
2: Not the Colts.
0: Nope, uh, not the Colts. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's not the Colts. It's like my brain is going through a motion here. All
1: right. Browns? Trotters. No, no.
2: Nah, that, that, yeah. that won't be a dead giveaway if. Uh, I don't know what Brown is at, in Spanish. The Bengals?
1: Chiefs? No.
0: Shin says Chiefs. Mm, nope. It's not the Chiefs. Nope. Chodor. Okay, I'll give you the division East. AFC East. Which team? The Middles no by the chat there, so, there you go wow good old, I never knew. the good old butt fumbles <laughs> actually I want to see what I want to see what butt fumble translates to um well let's do it later we we're running out of time uh, I want to get a few okay more, actually no, no no actually we should just end it here we're, Aww. we're at the, the two-hour mark and I'll, I'll plan it a lot better next time uh, we got a few of them in and when we get to the college teams that's when we're gonna have a lot of fun mm-hmm. Uh so um let me get my uh my thanks going there. Okay guys. So thank you to all the people who participated today. Thank you to Charles for joining us on the via telephone. Thank you, thank you. Uh thanks to Andrew for being here in person. Of course, I enjoy doing this. You guys have any parting words for our our audience? Uh
2: Dear audience, have a Merry Christmas.
0: Enjoy. Yeah, that's true. We won't do it. Next Tuesday is Christmas. So, oh, really? Yeah, we'll probably have to do this. And I'll be pretty busy. I don't know where will do this. Maybe that Monday. Monday, because it's the day before. We'll, we'll all probably have time off. Maybe. Yeah, Unless we're maybe. with family and stuff, but we'll see. Maybe we could do it earlier in the day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
2: I have off Monday and Tuesday.
0: Disclaimer. Alright. Um, guess my parting words are... Ciao. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Okay. Bye, everybody. Good night.